Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. I am your host, Steve Sesnick. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Joe Laporta. Who just realized that we are apparently doing this weekly. Yeah, this is happening every week now. Is it? Yeah. So if you guys haven't listened to the ones before this, you should go back and then listen to them now. Yeah. And then uh, I got my other co-host, Carlos Ramirez. How's it going, Carlos? I'm doing well, guys. Doing well. Drinking some of your swell today. What's that? Drinking some of your swill today. Oh, you got some, some of your swell. You got some oh, Jacksonville some swell, swell beer, eh? <laughs> what kind yeah. of what kind of Jacksonville swill you got? I uh, I ended up picking up this Bolt City Brewery Killer Whale cream. Yeah, ale. Oh, the cream ale. The cream ale. It's pretty good. It's nice and refreshing. Yeah, it's mm. a very refreshing beer. It is refreshing, Steve. What you drinking, man? I have a. Uh, you just handed this to me. I haven't even read it yet. Um, oh, really? You should read this out loud. Yeah, it's the uh, Nutsack Double Brown Ale. Uh, <laughs> says, give our Nutsack a taste. This is also some Jacksonville swill. This is Engine 15. This, yes, uh, uh, down in Jack's Beach, uh, right yeah. next to the Taco Loos. If you ever find yourself in Jacksonville, you should go to Taco Loos. We're not sponsored by Taco Loos, but if they're listening, we should be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I Ta- also, Taco Loos is, is quite good if you're ever in Jacksonville, but... I also have one of those in one hand, and the other one I'll have a you'll shoot your eye out. Oh, I didn't realize it's a pun. Yes, it's a pun from a Christmas story from Carbach Brewing from Texas, you see. My wife is from Texas, so this is an ode to my wife, who is totally listening to this episode. (laughs) Of course. Of course she is. I love you, honey. (laughs) So, uh, And the nutsack. So so Joe and I did a thing this weekend. Did yeah, we? yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did a thing. Uh, we went to an L5R elemental championship. I believe we both made top eight. We did, we did both make <laughs> we top both eight. Made top eight. Out of eight. Car- Carlos, how many players were at said <laughs> elemental championship? Do you think eight? There was 10, oddly yeah. enough. Yeah, we were not the two worst yeah. players there. Yeah, I was uh, I, I came in sixth with a two and two record after not having played L5R in about a year. I think I've only played 10 games of L5R. Yeah, probably. The game's been out. Over a year? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it was at the uh it was at well, the we, we we played it the last time I played it was at Momocon last year, which was in May of last year. So, you know, like I said, a little over or a little under a year ago. But yeah, that was the last time I played. But yeah, I think it came out like it came out of Gen Con, not last not Yeah, yeah, it came out of Gen Con yeah, in not the previous one. Two years twenty seventeen, yeah. Something like that. So so yeah, uh that was interesting. Speaking of Gen Con, yeah. Go? You might go to Gen Con? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm talking about it with the wife. We're trying to put everything together. Uh, it sucks that it's what uh, February and we're like planning it now, and it already feels like we're too late because yeah, oh, you probably are. Lo- all the hotel rooms are, like close yeah. by are blocked. Now, the, but the, we went last time and we. I mean, we had like about a five or ten minute drive. It wasn't that yeah. bad. Yeah, so. I, f- I found the thing with Gen Con. If you if you want a room that's in walking distance. Um, you have to buy your badge basically the day they go on sale because your place in line for the for the hotel reservations is based on when you bought your ticket. So that's kind of the secret to Gen Con. Because like, the tickets go on sale like a month or two before the room blocks go on sale. So a lot of people don't think about it, and they're like, like oh, room blocks go on sale next week. So they go and they buy their badge so they can get in to do the room blocks, but they're already too late. <laughs> yeah, like I did that one year and like ended up like like I went to the website at noon or whatever when it when the room blocks opened up and it's like 
Uh, yeah, you can come back in like 12 hours or when, it, when <laughs> your, your time to pick a room is. And I'm like, oh, good Lord. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, uh, the one time we went, uh, we got a hotel a little, little bit of ways away, rented a car. Um, so it wasn't terrible. You know, we got merchandise and we just went yeah. back to the parking lot, put them in the trunk and, and then just went back in. So it's just, a, you got a little bit more cost, obviously, because of the rental car and yeah. and then the parking. Um, yeah. But overall, just the experience was amazing. Uh, so uh, I've been looking forward to going again and the wife is bringing it up. So I'm trying not to pass it up. Joe, do you want to, do you want to tell Carlos about our first time at Gen Con? You mean all the ziggurats in the Nebraska Territory? Yes. Oh, man. All the ziggurats in the greater this, this Nebraska good, Territory. Actually, I feel like we didn't have that much material today, so like this will pad out some space, which will be good. <laughs> uh, our first trip to Gen Con, can we say suck shit on here? Yeah. I, I forget. We don't censor this. I, I put explicit on the thing. It's fine. Oh, that little, that's what that E was for? That's what the E's for, yeah. Oh, I thought that was for energy. No, explicit. I thought that we had a high energy show. That means we say like F words and things. Oh, it's for excellent? Yeah. Oh, shit. I got a lot of those in school. Exceptional. <laughs> But like yeah. the teacher would get lazy and just wouldn't draw that last line at the bottom. Yeah. She wanted to give me an E. She just, you know, failed. Um, <laughs> calling me. Um, and here I am now. Uh, our first trip to Gen Con sucked awfully because Steve had to work the day we had to fly out. So we flew out on a red eye at like 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night out of Jacksonville. No, it was out of Orlando. Was it out of Orlando? Yes. Oh, that's we didn't, we, didn't we all fly on the same Yeah, we plane? were all on the same plane. Yeah, we didn't know it though, did we? Uh, no, we didn't. No. I, I remember we got into the. Were you the one kicking the back on, of my seat, you son of a bitch? Yeah, that's probably me. But yeah. uh, <laughs> no, I remember getting to the airport and sitting right there, and I was just like, oh my God. And I'd see you, Travis, and all, all three of you guys were waiting to get on the flight, too. So I was yeah. like, oh, that's awesome. So it must have been the same year. So, so we got there to the Nebraska Territory, which is where Gen Con is at. And uh, our hotel room <laughs> got canceled somewhere along the way. Uh, so when we got to the hotel, they're like, uh, we don't have a room for you. And they're like, oh, wait, no, we were wrong. You totally have a room. Here's your key for your room. So we go up to our room, and when we open the door, the deadbolt, like the like safety latch is like shut. Because no, there no, are totally no. people in our room. No, the first, that, the first room was not locked. It was oh. not deadbolted. I walked in. Oh, yeah, and there was definitely, and there people, was definitely sleeping people sleeping in that bed. Who were rightfully quite who upset. Were, who were, yeah, who were, you know, I woke them up suddenly in the middle of the Because we didn't get it. It wasn't until like 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> it was like 1.30 in the morning. Yeah, yeah so, I, so I quickly like back out of that room. We go back downstairs and we tell, you know, tell them, hey, there's somebody in that room. And the guy's like, oh, okay. So well, the guy, I don't know that he even like, the guy that was at the front desk, well, like I kind of like had this thought by about the third hour or so of us doing this that perhaps he had, you know, did in the the actual person that was supposed to be at the desk who was like lying there lifeless like behind the counter yeah. and this was just the guy that, like stole his uniform yeah. like out of some like well he was the apparently he was apparently hotels have some sort of position called night auditor which isn't actually like a customer service person they're basically just like some person who's just there in the middle of the night and like they do other like pay, like bookkeeping stuff yeah i've heard but of they this. don't really deal with guests that much so so this guy <laughs> had no idea what was going on so he gives me another key. So then we go to that room, and that's that room. Now we had a reservation, mind yeah, you. We so had like, a, we yeah, had mind you, we had a reservation. reservation. They knew we had a reservation. They The problem was that they apparently had just given it away because apparently you just give people's reservations away. Um, so, <laughs> so I go to open that door. That one's deadbolted, or it's got like the little partial lock, so you can only go so far. So we go back down, you know, tell them that, 
you know, that, that room's filled as well. So then he has to call the manager, uh, who, who was, I think, had, she, I think the manager, you know, obviously was sleeping. This is like, at this point, this is like two 30 in the morning. Yeah. It was getting late. Yeah. It was getting pretty late. And then, so the manager, so, so he's like, Oh, the manager's on the way. She's going to figure something out. I'm like, okay, cool. So the manager shows up about I don't know, 30, 45 minutes later. And, uh, like as she walks in the door, this like random dude walks down the stairs. And this is at this point, like three, three thirty in the morning. So this guy walks out and he's just like, Oh, he's like, uh, I'm leaving. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Apparently he was some sort of regular business traveler who just would come and go at random times. And they just kind of always had a room for him. And, uh, so he's walking out the door. I'm like, can we have his room? And they're like, um, yeah. So, so they had to go, but they still had to go clean the room. I, I was like, I was this close to telling them don't even bother cleaning the room. Cause mind you, this is, you know, we had the X-Wing Gen Con, you know, continental championship or whatever you want to call it at, what was it whenever it started nine in the morning like the next day eight, yeah. nine in the morning the yeah morning. yeah registration so, stuff like that. yeah so we had you know we're working on zero sleep so they insist on cleaning their room so we don't get in the room till like 5 30 in the morning by the time they like finish cleaning it and everything and it was <laughs> it was ridiculous i know I, I know i didn't actually sleep i got up to the room and we kind of put all the stuff down and then at that point i was just like i'm just gonna take a shower because we the we were of course our, we kind of decided last minute to go to Gen Con that year so our room was far away it was about twenty minutes away down the highway so we had to like we had a rental car and all that kind of stuff and I I just took a shower and then oh well, ate we breakfast. skipped a part of this though because we had a kerfuffle with the rental car too oh yeah the rental the car. rental car was a pooch screw too yeah because when we got there there was we got the rental car but somehow they directed us to the wrong floor. Yeah, of like the parking garage where they had them. So we just got in a car. We got in random car. Yeah, which for some reason the key worked. I can't even imagine why. Well, because they just leave them in the car. Yeah, but there was oh that's right. But there was like nobody to let us out of the parking garage. So like go all the way towards all the exit sides to this gate that just doesn't open. Nobody there. Rental? No, no, no. We didn't. We we were working on it. We were trying to get out, and we finally found (laughs) a a gate with a person at it. And we get to the gate, and they're like, "Oh, that's a rental car from a different company." Yeah, it's like that's not even us. That's not even our. I'm like, oh god. So we had to take that back, find the right floor of the parking garage to get a car from, and and, and go back. So that yeah, that wasted time. Well, before we even did that, we went and then we got the rental car, and then we went to to Gen Con itself to pick up our badges. So that's why it took us so long to actually get to the hotel. Hell yeah, because we went to the because we do that than try to do it in the morning. Yeah, and honest, honestly, that was still probably a better idea. That was still like the there weirdest system. They're like Gen Con. Uh, I got it in the morning, and it didn't take me very long. Really? Really? Well, it was the yeah, weirdest system, because really when we hard. got there, Gen Con has, like, a card catalog system, like, straight <laughs> out of, like, your elementary school, where, like, yeah. they look at, like, a person, like, literally, like, runs down this column of, like, what looked like freaking like, comic book boxes. Yeah. And, like, find your name in alphabetical order. It's the order, most like, thing yeah. I've ever seen in my like, life. what year is like, this? I went to go get, I, yeah, we go to go to pick up my badge, and it's, like, the guy's pulling it out of a, out of a card catalog, and I'm, like... What the hell is going on? Oh, you're stuffed in like a manila envelope, like you're in some sort of like secret society. Like, yeah. what the shit is this, man? It's yeah. like that scene in Red when Orders Borg It's like, here's his <laughs> file. Yeah. Yeah. So then again, I this probably is. My, I was probably in my hotel sleeping by the time you guys got into your rental car. <laughs> probably. By the rental car, yeah. You landed on the same flight. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was such a ridiculous mess. So, yeah. So I played in the. We all played in the the North American Championships that year. I think it was what year was that? Twenty fifteen or sixteen? Yeah, it was the year I beat Travis because he was trying to get the uh, the national buy card from me, and I said, "Nope, I'm going to Gen Con." Oh, that's right. So it was fifteen. <laughs> yeah. 
So, yeah, so we go. So we go and we play in like zero sleep. We yeah. find the place, we get in there, and that's not too bad. That's not a problem. But here's where it got Charlie Fox trotted even worse. Was uh, remember that year they did the pairings for the first round? Everything was fine. Yeah, and they had rolled out some new software. Oh my god! Whatever. That was and like, that, was tome. Yeah. that was the first year. Tome. That was the first yeah, year. Yeah, there was tome. like a there was you know hundred plus people or whatever there was. Carlos, you know numbers and I don't. So it was probably like two hundred. I think it was like almost, I think it was close to three hundred. So like after the first round, the whole thing crashes and they have to hand do the pairings for all of them. Yeah. So like on <laughs> no sleep, having flown all the way there, all of us having worked. The I day actually before. won my first game too. Man, I don't remember if I did or not. I, I won the first game, and then and then all of a, and then all of a sudden we get we had like an extra like here's play one game and then then take a two hour break because we have to redo all the pair. But it was like a two hour break, but they didn't know how long it was going to be, so you couldn't go anywhere, get food, yeah. get coffee, get drunk, you know, whatever we would have done. But oh, I went and got and drunk. On. Did you? Yeah, that I found was the guy outside. The I found the guy outside who gave me whiskey. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that was uh, also this. So that was kind of funny because I was still Why'd new you go to outside X. though. <laughs> Um, I was still new to X-Wing and all that like uh, back then. So I'm going to Gen Con. I go to this big, large event. And I had the national buy card, right? So I you know, go in. And this was back when it used to be a super buy, right? Uh, at yeah. least at regionals, it was a, it was a super buy. 200, yeah. 200 and 0 win. And at the time I was flying, uh, I took, uh, I think it was Chewy Corn. And... But I was back when half points didn't exist and all that, uh, et cetera. So I used to be able to win matches 200 no very, very easily. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I go in, I hand my national buy card and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, um, one of the players walked up to me. He's like, they're not giving super buys anymore. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, it's 150 now, not 200. And I walked up and it was like me. And I was like, all right, we got to do something about this. So it was like me and like three or four other guys. Like walk up to the front desk and we're all just like, what's going on here? You know, nobody said anything. Yeah. Or, you know, it, it was we assumed it was 200 and no win. It's 150. I'd rather play round one. And this was, we was like 15, 20 minutes into round one. I was like, I would have much rather played if I knew it was only going to be 150. And, you know, I'm yelling at this guy and I'm just like, I don't understand. This is fucking bullshit. And I'm like cussing this guy out. <laughs> and then come to know later when Worlds, I'm watching like Worlds coverage. I was cussing out Alex, uh, was it Alex Davey, Alex one of Davey. the developers? <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. And all of a sudden, I was just like, oh my God. Like, I, like three months later, I felt this like huge embarrassment. Like, going, like <laughs> I feel so bad because I'm like, I didn't know who he was, but That's I'm just fun. sitting well, there like. You know what? He was a newbie then, I think, because I think he, he, he I think came on. <laughs> he, yeah, no, he, but he was, he was new to X Wing at that point because he came on at like wave four. And that Jenkins. Well, it's worth I've embarrassed myself in front of Jay Little. So, I mean. Like, I advantaged myself in front of the OG. Yeah. Steve will remember that. We went to Dragon Con one year, and he had a panel about X-Wing. I kept, like, standing up and asking questions about the current board game that he's working on. He's like, do you have any X-Wing-related questions? He's like, God, no. Why would I give a shit about that? I want to know about Mutant Chronicles, dude. He's like, yeah, well, I can't tell you anything yet because it's not out yet. I'm like, can't tell me something? Come he on. told you the same. He gave you the same answer, like, four times. It was like, he's like, I, he's like, well, I don't know yet. He's like, I can't, I can't, I can't talk about that yet because it's not out. And then he asked me questions. He's like, do you really have... Like forty ounces of beer strapped each end, like not yes. anymore. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're half gone. This is twenty ounces in each hand, and just a raging need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> We're gonna have to do an episode with Edward Forty Hands and see how long we last. Oh God! Oh, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you something about Edward Forty Hands. I mean, for me at least, it's kind of like a. Uh, it gets me to like exactly the kind of drunk I want to be. 
and then it's just the, I just kind of have to maintain it from there. Like totally. that's, uh, but that, like, well, you can't drink anything beforehand though. Like if you drink anything beforehand, it's too much. For like the last three years, I've been playing this game, and I think everybody's starting to catch on. So I don't know if it'll work again this year. But I always play Edward Forty Hands with Travis, and then when we get done with the first round, I pretend I'm really drunk, and then I want to play a second round. So I'll start it for about two and a half minutes, and then get him to do it, and then he'll actually do a second round. And I'll be like, ah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this this the secret to tra- Travis can't let anybody do under forty hands without him. Yeah, I know. Um, I did I did that to him this year too. I, well, I didn't. That's probably I, his third one of that day. Well, because he'd done it with you, and then he then he came back to the room and found Crazy. me doing it, and he so he he had to do it again, but. Yeah, he, he can't he can't help himself if somebody else is doing Edward Forty Hands. How'd you have to finish up at that Gen Con though? Oh, that Gen Con off. Like, I won the first game and then lost, and then I was so out of it. I don't I, think we even played all the way through. No, no, we? I I just stopped. I, so I it was like six rounds. I think we all got to like it was four. Seven. It was seven. It was seven rounds. I stopped it was in the seven fifth. rounds. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I stopped. I, I stopped in the sixth round, and I I was in it until that sixth round, and I yeah. did the most. I forget what it was specifically, but I, I basically. Had it planned out with a, I was playing flying against Whisper. I had the boost block with uh, Chewy, and I would have had Whisper at range one, Cornhorn, um, for not the word that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all those yeah. Yeah. But But uh, in any case, I had it right there, and then for the, at the last second, I said I'll just focus instead, and I lost that match just because of that one decision. But I, I, if I would have won that match and maybe finish up my last one i would have made the cut a lot of us we had to drop because we had to find a friend of ours who had not brought his badge all the way from the hotel room (laughs) and waited until he got all the way there to realize it so we didn't know exactly where he had gone in the city he'd never been to like do you don't think even did we give him the car God. No, he grabbed a cab. He grabbed a cab. Yeah, That's he grabbed right. a cab and went back to in the a hotel. foreign city that he'd never been to, and the Nebraska territory, which he invented. Yes, uh-huh. he did invent the Greater Nebraska. Territory. So, like, it got to the late in the afternoon, and none of us had heard from him at all. So he either went back to the hotel room and went to sleep, or you know, didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and we had to kind of find out which was the case. Yeah, we found him later. He was fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, relatively more or less. <laughs> So that um, was a good trip. We did good. Anyway, so yeah, that was the first time. That sounds great. I can't wait to go back. That was uh, that was pretty, also my first. So, that was pretty yeah. terrible. Yeah, that was my I last went back, one too. Uh, I had a well, great experience. Travis and I went back the next year, and it was a much better experience. But that was the one where Travis talked me out of it. He's like, "There's no way you'll get any ROI on this. There's no way you're gonna like be able to sell these stuff was, and make any money back." He was talking and then he came home. He's like, "Yeah, I made four hundred uh, bucks on that trip." I'm like, "You asshole!" Yeah, no, you made more than that. But I'm considering that was the, um, that was also that was the year Destiny was previewed. So the, de- the oh Destiny, yeah, so he demoed Destiny like six times and sold the promos for a couple hundred <laughs> <Yeah>. bucks. <laughs> they were selling they were selling for a hundred bucks a piece for like two days. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Anyways. If they if they're looking for judges, um, I'm considering signing yeah. up for it mainly because it, it will be um, an ex- uh, and it's Gen Con's their overall experience, and my wife enjoyed it too. Um, I will spend the same amount of time basically in the X-Wing tournament that I would if I was playing it. And just like you mentioned, you get a swag bag and you get paid. So it's like best of both worlds. You get the paid off. So I'm still, uh, I'm still on the train that I can't get everybody else to get on though. It's like, I will probably never go to Gen Con again. I, I thought Gen Con was a terrible experience and even like on the best case, I don't think it'll be great, but that's just me. Like I'm not down in it, but I really want to go to PAX Unplugged instead. I actually would rather go to PAX Unplugged at this point. I kind of want to go check that one out. For starters, my brother's in Philly, which means I have crash space while I'm there. Second, my brother's in Philly, which means I have a drinking partner while I'm there. And for third, they have a lot more of the games I'm interested in there. 
Like, I, I don't quite know whether we did Gen Con wrong or whether, like, it was just a bad trip. But it's like, I didn't see, like, it didn't look like there was that much going on. Everybody always talks about Gen Con like there's this massive number of things happening. I don't know where any of that was. Like, I saw a dealer room and a pretty good sized game space. Yeah. And that's all I saw. I don't I mean, know where everything else of, was. There's a lot of other stuff going on, but I mean, honestly, it it just I mean, the biggest problem is it just doesn't compare to Dragon Con. Like mm-hmm. I the only reason I my, my only reason to go to Gen Con is to go for like a specific tournament, like competitive yeah. competitively speaking. I have I have I really like I can't really compare it to uh to Dragon Con. That's 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 why like I don't have a whole lot of interest in going back, but Yeah, I don't know. I said maybe I will, but I'd rather do PAX. PAX looks more fun to me. Yeah, I want to go try. I would like to try out PAX at some point. I don't know. And if I could stand Ohio, I'd go to Origins because it plays a lot of the dead games I like. Yeah. Like they have tournaments for things that like I can't even fathom how they found four people to be in this. <laughs> but hey. Yeah. But one thing I will say for Gen Con though, the food trucks was a great idea. Like yeah. they parked like eight or nine food trucks outside of it. And it's like that really made it much, much better because, like, the $12 hot dog inside wasn't really rocking my boat. Oh, yeah, and were, the, the, the food inside was crap. Yeah, well, and you but couldn't, the, like, go uh, to any place, like, down the street because, the like, food trucks there, were like, legit. a steak and shake down the street, but, like, the line was out the door for a steak and shake? Yeah, there was, like, a few restaurants, like, on walking distance, but they were all just completely packed to the gills. I mean, it was... It, and I guess there was that weird mall. That, was there? Yeah, there was kind of I a weird... We, we went. I went there, like, once. Oh, there was Lucas Oil Stadium, though. Yes, we did. I did piss on that. Ah, we both did. Yeah, there's, there's pictures. <laughs> Carlos might have too, but we don't have pictures of that. No, no. Being both, a, I, being both was, a Patriots and a Jaguars fan, I just, I, I really felt the need to piss on Lucas Oil Stadium while I was there. But yeah, I, um, I that was Peyton Manning's uh, home at the time. So yeah, I'm a Manning fan at least. So I, uh, I was pretty happy. Wrong to see Manning, the, dude. The they're different. They're different people. <laughs> they're they're brothers. They they do things. I guess. They play the footballs. They, yeah, <laughs> sports ball. They play the sports ball. All right, so we should talk about some X wing or something. Yeah, I, I guess. guess. Yeah. This is we part of it. Yes. <laughs> We've yeah, been talking we... X wing related stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a, it was X wing tournament. It was X wing adjacent. Yeah, it was next to. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. All right, Carlos. What do we talk about today, buddy? I'll put you on the spot. Put me on the spot. Okay, oh, yeah. so let's see here. I wanted to talk about uh, a new list that's uh, making the rounds here, um, and it, it it kind of falls into that you know what what can resistance bring to the table, um, you know, with the new Star Fortress being you know adjusted by points and and figuring out what can be built. Um, so. Um, I saw basically the rundown and uh, a tournament, you know, uh, recap, and it looked pretty good. Um, I actually faced it off against uh, against it yesterday. Um, In a tournament, or just doing some surprise? Just like, just casual night. Uh, I had one of my huh. buddies try it out for the first time just to see what to, what the tricks are and all that. So um, it looks pretty good, pretty decent. Well, write it down from top to bottom for me because I'm not familiar with this. Steve said he had seen it before, but this is all. Yeah, I saw it posted online. This is all Arabesh to me. Aha. <laughs> the nerds will get it. So, the uh, Star Fortress uh, pilot is Venny. Uh, Venny's ability is while you defend, if the attacker is in a friendly ship's turret arc, you may add one focus result to your roll. Um, it's, he's loaded up to the T here. So, trajectory simulator, uh, C3PO crew. 
uh, ray gunner, veteran turret gunner, seismic charges, and proton bombs. Um, so, so the veteran uh, turret gunner is that the one that lets you move the turret? It lets you um, shoot after you've uh, out of a turret that you haven't shot up before. Yeah, so okay. with this gotcha. with with this ship, um, these things have a bow tie and a front arc, right? Yeah. Yes. So uh, the most common uses usage is to shoot the primary front arc and then have it uh, pointed in the front and back and then shoot again through the front arc. Okay, gotcha. All right, so and that yeah. one I'm pretty familiar with. Uh, seismic charges, I'm guessing they blow up and do some pew pews. Um, so you have proton Sorry. bombs in there too? Yeah, is, proton bombs. Is one bombs. of them like a movement bomb and one's an action bomb or something? They're both, they're no. both uh, at the end of activation. Yeah, there's no... Um, there's no action bombs anymore. There's no action bombs anymore? No, no. The only thing you can really action drop now is the rig cargo chute. And I guess that uh, that weird uh, spare parts canister in the coming up in wave three here. But okay. um, but there's no bombs you can action drop anymore. Okay, so what does Ray do? Uh, Ray, let's take a look here. Uh, while you defend or perform an attack, if the enemy ship is in your turret arc, you may spend one force to change one of your blank results to a evade or hit result okay yeah so basically so, this guy yeah, is hyper defensive <laughs> um, oh, okay it lets you change a blank instead of a change the blank instead of a eyeball yeah okay, that makes sense so pretty much what it is here is you've got him with his built-in ability adding eyeball results to your defense rolls mm. you've got c3po giving you two coordinates per turn two coordinates calculates uh calculates i'm sorry okay. yeah Giving you two calculates per the calculate turn. icon looks like what again? Uh, it looks like you, the mega the, the transformers thing. The matrix said. of the leadership matrix of from leadership. transformers. Yes, we're supposed to be learning here, Steve. Uh, if I gotta learn next week stuff, ago, you gotta learn transformers shit. That's how this rolls. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was weeks ago, motherfucker. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> that was last week. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you know, so then you, so then Ray is letting you ch change the blanks. So mm -hmm. if you roll a blank, you you can use Ray to change it to an evade. Um, These things are some kind of stupid tanky already, right? They're like nine, three. Yeah, I mean, hull it's, shields. it's already yeah, it's already nine. Yeah, nine and three hull and shields. So you got C three PO with the you got your calculates to add in to get your 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 added in focus result turned over. And does he do the extra calculate thing? Is he like yeah? C three PO gives you like the second calculate when you take a yeah, calculate. Yeah, kind of like uh, forearm yeah. does. Yeah, Not forearm uh, IGD. Yeah, and then Ray is turning the blanks over. So basically, for at least one shot you're guaranteed two evades for the okay. first for the first shot at you you kind of might say like a, just a fat han yeah like an old school fat han that was just able to regenerate a shield with three p with r2 yeah block one with three po you know yeah you, well you use the title for the, the evade token yeah you blocked one you called zero with three po to get one and then you regenerated a shield so they had to hit you for at least four I remember some pretty frustrating games yeah. that are now defunct uh, YouTube channel. No, no, it's not defunct. Is our YouTube channel still active? It still exists, yeah. Is there going to be enough money in the YouTube account for beer again this year? Uh, no, no. We used all that last year. Oh, shit. Well, we need to make some more videos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, coming soon, some Florida Man Plays X-Wing videos. <laughs> beer money videos. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember there's one where I was playing against Peyton, and one of them were like, it was great because I had a fire spray against him i was like i kept rolling three and four hits every time and then realizing that was actually not enough to deal damage to that thing and be like well this is gonna be 45 minutes of fun yeah i did that to somebody at a region at a store championship where we were in the like top eight match and 
it was like my Han versus his uh, Cherenu. And it was like just that was that was all that was left. And he got to the point in the game where he realized he could literally do no damage to me because I could because I had engine upgrade also at the time. So it's like he couldn't even get a range one. He couldn't get close enough like, to me to do. Yeah, so he could was, roll his best dice possible and still never do damage. Yeah, basically. So that's good times. Yeah, fun so times. <laughs> fun times, fun times. Brought to you by Paul Heaver. Um, <laughs> uh, I believe we only refer to him as his. Uh, oh, his tall beaver. Name, tall beaver. Yeah. Rhymes with tall beaver. <laughs> I can't wait to like somebody like contacts. It was like, hey, this is one podcast. These guys are, uh, these guys are talking shit about you. It's like, no, no. Talk about tall beaver. <laughs> okay. So this thing's tanky as all balls and the bombs. Is it still infinite bombs? Like it used to be, or there's actual, Oh, do these things reload? Is that, a thing? uh, yes. Yeah. This, or can he reload them? Yeah. He has a reload yes. action. So oh, yeah. it's, it's not even like a red reload. No, but you do get a weapons disabled for using it. So. Oh, okay. Does weapons disabled keep you from shooting at all? Yeah. Okay, so you can't like do one of the two shots. Yeah, you don't get to shoot at all that turn. I don't Fair think. enough. All right, so who's with him? Uh, Lulo Lampar. Oh, the from RZ2 uh, Wing. <laughs> yes, Lulo multipass. And um, Lulu Dallas multipass. Uh, Lulo has heroic. That's it. And uh, Lieutenant Bastion in the T seventy. Uh, Lieutenant we're Bastion about like uh, A wings with heroic a lot. Yeah, it's a pretty common. It's it's yeah. a common upgrade on them. And uh, Lieutenant Bastion, after a ship at range one to two is dealt a damage card, you may acquire a lock on that ship. Uh, works really well with its upgrade, which is M nine G eight the Astro uh, Astromech, and that okay. does uh, while a shipyard lock and performs an attack. You may choose one attack die. If you do, the attacker rerolls that die. Uh, in the beginning, Bastion just locks Venny. Uh, that gives Venny the offensive mod, the soft reroll. And then Venny can either use his calculate tokens for defense or offense. Um, but obviously, hmm. also shooting out bombs and all that stuff. That is really weird. Because he kind of reminds me of... Does he... Well, no. I'm looking at it and thinking he works like Tarn Meissen like we talked about last week. Which I only remember because I just listened to it earlier today, but I guess not. Uh, yeah, you got to deal damage, uh, but it, it's pretty cool though. That says just after a ship, so you can do enemy ships, you can do friendly ships. Um, so that M9GA can bounce around, and it's also acquiring a lock, so it's not a lock action. He can do it multiple times in one round. Yeah, that is actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's interesting. That's really weird that you're still <laughs> able to target lock your own ships. Yeah. Now, I think the big thing... This was a weird thing. I think the big thing in this list with with is with Lulo is that, you know, Lulo is giving you that extra turret arc that you can point at things that sets off Fenny's ability. So even if you have your, your bow tie pointed sideways or whichever way you have it pointed, you have another ship that can be covering something that might have gotten out of your bow tie arc so his ability can still work. So I think that's that's kind of an important part of this... Uh, of this list as well. What is this list called, Carlos? Because we have like Vinny and the Jets, we have Lulu Dilas multipass, and we also have Bastion, I believe, from Never Ending Story. So like, <laughs> what do they call this? My, I don't know. My cousin Vinny. I, I actually there's there's a ton of different <laughs> names for it. Yeah, so. I don't know. I haven't heard an actual name for this one yet. But really, I mean, I just saw it the other day for the I first time. Players so. name like their biggest turd of the week like how do they not have a name for this? <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure there'll be a name for it by the end of the week it's it's uh it's coming we're talking about next week if they don't come up with one by next week i get naming rights on it you heard it here first <laughs> sure go for it come up with options for next week we can go over them oh i got options galore yeah 
Um, this doesn't have a name yet. It's bullshit. Yeah. I, I, this is, yeah. I'm sure it does. I mean, yeah. Well, it probably depends on who's playing it. They probably call it different things. But, I, you know, my cousin Vinny is a pretty good one. Benny and the Jets. Benny and the Jets. That's not bad. Um, but, yeah, this, this list just has a ton of synergy. It's, it's actually crazy how much uh, synergy is going on just inside Benny. Um, like, I don't know that I've really seen anything in 2.0 that where like a single ship had this much synergy going on within all of its upgrades. Rules thing, I guess. While you defend if the attacker's in a friendly ship's uh, turret arc or whatever, that includes you if you have a turret arc pointing at it. Are uh, you still a yeah. friendly ship? It's not another yes. friendly ship. Yes. Yeah. Correct. It's any friendly ship. So it's you or or Lulo who both have turret arcs. It seems like broke ass sexual chocolate, but yeah. What do I know? Well, um, it, we we thought that, you know, basically in 2.0, it was going to be a, a sort of a change, or at least... A, it's like, it wasn't going to be a rules uh, thing, but a gentleman's agreement, we weren't going to call ourselves... Gen- yeah, gentleman's agreement that we wouldn't be having some combo wing nonsense, and this is, I mean, this is the perfect uh, example of one. Uh, we have 106 points on one ship. Yeah, but that ship is almost not. I won't say impossible, but for some lists, it's going to be very difficult to bring down. Um, yeah. So you know, there you have it. You know, you got a points fortress, um, and you know, who knows? Uh, we'll we'll see how it really plays out, what its weaknesses will be, and all that. Well, you guys talked about it before the podcast when you guys were talking about X Men. I was pretending to be asleep, but um, but you said really kind of the strategy here seems to be there's like a magic number. The first two shots against it almost don't count because it's that defensive. Right, I mean it's just that yeah. tanky and tough. I mean, you really for, need yeah. to concentrate fire in the realm of three to four good shots on it, and then you can do significant damage to it. Yeah, I mean, are we still feeling like that's sort of the thing here. Or? Yeah, I mean, I think if if you if you're playing a list with four more ships in it, it's all about concentrated fire on this thing. You need to you need to get every gun you have on it in order to push damage through because the first shot or two is not going to do anything really. What was the word you used? Uh, Carlos, it was damage spikes? Yeah, damage spikes uh, would be another way. So I actually I have a list that I'm still kind of testing out. I don't know what that out. means. So damage spike would be any ship that, um, I, it, it just in general, uh, maybe a three-dice ship that gets a range one shot. Uh, you know, you're have, rolling four dice instead of three. Uh, raising that ceiling of damage. Um, yeah. Obviously, for Scum, you have some other tools like Fen Rao. Uh, he's rolling five dice uh, at thing. range one. And um, some other ships uh, that could have those kind of tricks, uh, that would probably be a good way to do it. So more or less, the, the this defensive capability um, will mitigate a lot of damage on three dice ships that don't get full three dice, you know, hits. Yeah. Um, so that's really what what the the drawback is for a lot of uh, I would probably consider rebel lists uh, that don't really have. Um, Four dice attacks anymore, especially with the proton torpedoes being uh, bumped up in points. Yeah, um, they at least have a limited number of them. Yeah, so I think uh, that that protects them against very well, and uh, also the, the trajectory simulators because most rebel lists aren't very arc dodgy. They just kind of want to, you know, bring a lot of hit points and just joust you. Uh, that kind of uh, puts you a little bit behind there if you're going to get. Damage from bombs and basically all that. the ability of trajectory simulator, and then fire and then fire again with the battered turret. Is this thing essentially firing three times around? Is that kind of what I'm getting at here? 
No, it was just twice, but... Well, it's two shots, but then it's one it's three bomb. three ways to do it. Yeah, and a bomb, too, yeah. Possibly a bomb. Man, that is uh, pretty brutal. Yeah, well, I mean, it's... Uh, honestly, I mean, it really kind of reminds me a lot of the... Uh, of the... Of Nim, uh, in, like Rebel Nim or whatever, at the end of 1.0, um, from a synergy perspective. It's not quite that overboard, but it's... Uh, it's definitely on the similar track. It's it's more defensive, but it's doing, um, you know. Whereas Nim Nim was kind of on the opposite. Nim was like an alpha strike incarnate. This thing's like a tank, but using kind of the same tricks in a way. So um, it kind it does kind of remind me of that. And it's it's about. I mean, it's like the same thing. It's like you know, it's a hundred points, almost a little over hundred points. And you know, Nim was right around a hundred point or fifty points. And in one it was. It was a point tank, and it was just something that you had to deal with. You couldn't, like, and because of the trajectory simulators, you just can't fly in front of it or behind it because of the bombs in general. So you have these really big denial of um, area effects that you just have to deal with, which yeah. is a pain in the ass. But This one's a little easier because it's a large base ship with a shit dial, so yeah. don't you come at it from the side? Well, yeah, and it's also not advanced sensors. And, and if you come at it from the side, and it has to like turn the bow tie, bow tie shape instead of you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Black Widow coming, shape. Coming at it from the side is totally the way to go because then it's only, it's only shooting at you with, it's only shooting at you once if you're on its side arc. Because it, only it, two dice instead of three, and not trajectory simulating. Yeah, exactly. It's not it trajectory simulating. Like if you come at this from the side, this thing kind of feels like it sucks. Oh yeah, if you get to it from the side, it's a whole different. It's still just as defensive, but yeah. it's not nearly as offensive. So yeah. uh, the, you got to get to the side of it. How do you do that in a game? Is that's that's and what you got to figure out. Multiple ships in the, shot, the side because it's so defensive. Yeah. You know well, I, mean? I first think, ship that gets in its side arc really doesn't do that much. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to split. I think with a. You know, it, it it sucks for the jousty lists, like like the kind of the four ship rebel lists that need to stick together because they're using shared abilities. Because anything that has to stick together and and just kind of face up joust this thing is, it, it's, it's just not going to be good. I don't like its odds against like yeah. uh, any sort of phantom coming from the side. No, no phantom a phantom that can that, that can you know do its candy canes and stuff like that can could be an would be a nightmare for this thing. Hmm. Um, but you know, again, it's, and I, I think any, you know, what's going to be good against this list is, is squads that can split apart that, that have ships that can act individually and, yeah. and get on either side of it, um, and attack those, those weak sides basically. And, and phantoms are good for that. And actually phantoms are really good against bombs in general, just because of the decloaking action. It's like the best action in the game for being able to Avoid get a, being avoid hit being hit by a bomb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's that two that two barrel roll, or or boost, however you use it, is huge because it it can it can really get you away from that area that they're trying to whichever in, in whichever area that they're trying to get you in. You can you can move away from it pretty good. All right. Well, if we're gonna dive full bore into this list, how did the game go last night, Carlos? Uh, it went well for me. So I've, I've been testing out this list uh, with uh, Scum Han, uh, Fen Rao. Um, Outer Rim Pioneer, yeah, Ginger uh, <laughs> um, Pioneer, which is the escape craft. Uh, he has a neat ability. Basically, uh, ships at range zero to one uh, can fire when they're at range zero of obstacles. So, um, okay, so you can land on an asteroid, still shoot. Be correct. Be close to that thing. Yeah. The, yeah well, I guess if that's docked in the Falcon, so you can use that on the Falcon if it's 
docked. If it's right? docked as well. I don't have it docked. Uh, I just use it for the coordinate and then the ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I have uh, Seavor, uh, which is the Mining Guild Tide. That, that pilot has a pretty interesting ability. Uh, if you're not in... If he's not in the um, opposing bullseye arc... He can jam the ship, uh, whether he's defending against an attack from that ship or if he's attacking it. And it's before dice are rolled, so it's pretty effective. Huh. Um, is it? Um, what pilot skill is he at? Or at uh, he's only he, he's only at three. Um, I do like it though uh, to have him fire first, and then the escape crap gets to fire as well uh, right after. But even on his shot, it's it's just very effective to strip a focus uh, if it's still hanging around. Um, and he has trick shot, and Han has uh, obviously the built-in kind of trick shot ability, uh, but he also has trick shot as well. So he's rolling four dice uh, through mm-hmm. a rock. Um, and I talked about that spike damage, and that's kind of what ended up happening. I set it, set it up so I just fed him the TIE Fighter, and I just said, you know what? Sure, shoot your bombs and try to kill the TIE Fighter. Spend all your you know tools uh, to kill this thing while I flanked with, uh, Han and Fen and eventually I, I, it, it, it was so live at the end of the match. I got half points on that and killed Lulo, but I had almost all my ships left. Uh, I think I only lost the escape craft. The, the, the TIE fighter ended up living with one hole, which was kind of <laughs> funny, but, um, it, it worked out pretty well for me, um, in that, that matchup because I had the Initiative 6 ships uh, moved after, uh, well, obviously, most things are going to move after Venny, but that trajectory simulator is pretty weakened when a ship is sort of that arc dodgy type and doesn't have to joust. Han doesn't have to joust because he has the side arc, and Fenrir will just never, you know, try to, well, some people do it, but (laughs) I don't, I don't like jousting with Fenrir. I I like to keep him in a, in a sort of you know, flanking role. So yeah, well, you can use you could use the other ships to to distract and and let Fen kind of trail in. I think that's actually actually in this particular matchup with Fen, I would kind of use them like the way we used to fly Corin, um, where you would you would you know when you in the old Dash Corin lists where you know they would be so busy dealing with Dash and that they would kind of forget about or ignore Corin for a while, and then all of a sudden he would kind of come in at an opportune moment and just do a ton of damage. So I, I, I think that's a good way to, to use Fen um, against this list especially, but just in general. You guys both have a really good point because one of the things I got from listening to our last podcast from last week, which if you view as a home of not listening to that yet, you should you know go back and listen to that and then all the other ones and see how much we've improved, which hopefully is some. I'll drink to that. But um, <laughs> we had talked about target priorities in an earlier episode. We talked about who you need to kill first to win the match, right? But there's a second level to that. There's always a next level that you can take your game in any game that you're playing, right? One of the things you need to sort of look at in X-Wing, because I was listening to... Carlos was talking about how he's mapping out the games that he's played. He's talking about the crucial turning points in any match, right? Well, there's two levels to that. It's not just which guy you need to kill first, right? If you look at the beginning of a match, it's balanced in a certain sort of way where... One person has the advantage, right? You know, somebody's list is just a better matchup against somebody else's list. You need to plan, not just for who you need to take out first to imbalance that matchup in your favor, but who you can afford to lose first. 
Like, let's talk about this matchup we just looked at where, you know, obviously the Star Fortress is 106 points. It's the big target, right? But you have to ask yourself, in the matchup that you were playing where you had Fenrau, you had Han, and you had the Mining Tai, whose name I'm not even going to try to remember. He's a fucking chud, right? <laughs> like, you have to look at the fact that that in a perfect world, you would take out the Star Fortress without losing anybody, and then when you had that advantage in numbers, you'd take out whoever you felt like needed to go next. I don't know. Lulu and Alice multipass, followed by you'd kill Bastion next, you wouldn't lose a single guy and everybody would be happy, right? I mean, that's the best case scenario, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is to not lose anybody and kill all his. Yeah, yeah. But you sort of have to accept that the game's not going to go that way. Yeah. So you need to plan for, I'm going to put damage into the Star Fortress, but the Star Fortress is not going to be the first thing that dies because you're just not that lucky. You have to say that, you know, if his idea is he's going to kill the TIE Fighter and he's going to kill, you know, Han next and kill Finn, you need to understand that you have an advantage once he's killed the TIE Fighter and you put half damage into the Star Fortress. You know, you have to set these milestones and say, this is where I want the matchup to be 15 minutes in, 30 minutes in, 45 minutes in, 60 minutes in, and then to that end game. You know what I mean? You have to understand that you're not playing a game of these three ships versus these three ships. You're playing a game in 15-minute increments of these are the six ships at the table at the, the start of the game. Fifteen minutes in, I want to be able to... Man, I am losing Steve, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> like, you have to understand that I, I'm okay with losing the TIE Fighter 15 minutes in yeah. to have done an X number of points to the, to the Star Fortress so that 30 minutes in, the Star Fortress is dead, I still have these two ships, and I've done enough damage. You know what I mean? There are incremental matchups in the middle of a game that yeah. you want to hit. These are your goals. This is where you want to be to try to win the game. Yeah. Because... Frankly, like, you don't want to lose ships in the wrong order. We talked about the uh, the A wing list that Steve had. That, well, I guess not an A wing list. There's a Poe and, po and, and multiple A wings yeah. list. And we talked about Carlos playing his game on Vassal last week, where he said, you know, he ended up with Wedge versus these A wings against that Poe list, and that's actually a bad matchup. Wedge is a better ship than a bunch of A wings, <clears throat> but the way Wedge attacks ships is not useful against A wings with with heroic on them. You know what I mean? That yeah. becomes a bad matchup in the middle of the match, yeah. Because the the incremental matchup that you're playing is wrong. Yeah, and I think with against this list, I mean, obviously Venny's a great target, and if you have the opportunity to take him out, go for it. But I think Lulo is probably another one that if you if you have a good chance to get rid of Lulo, I would do it because he can go out pretty easy. You know, it's only four health, um, and it takes away one of the arcs that's helping Venny be more defensive. Um, Great point. So I would I, I would say if you have a chance to take out Lulo, I mean, or, or whoever you have a chance to take out, sometimes sometimes targets, uh, the best target is the target of opportunity. Um, you, you know, I've, 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 I've found, you know, in lots of games that you wanted to take something out first, but they just presented you with something else and like, all right, well, if you're going to give it to me, I'm going to take it. And then let's see how you do with, without that ship on the board, you know, just because I because I can get rid of it quickly. If you can get rid of it quickly, I'm always kind of all for doing that. I mean, the, it sucks when you get bogged down and like you put in like partial damage on something, and then all of a sudden you have to turn away from it and it, and leave it alone, and then it, you know, it comes back later to bite you in the ass. Like <laughs> that's that's definitely happened to me before too, but. Mm-hmm. But ask yourself, too, it's like, who do you want to end up seeing at the end of this game? Do you want to have to hunt down a three agility? 
let's say you end up with with you know, I'm gonna use Carlos as an example again. Let's say you end up with Fen Rao and you end up with uh, uh, the Tie Fighter. Let's say Han goes down. That's who they decide to kill first. <clears throat> like, do you want to chase down a one agility ship with two attacks? So basically, two defend dice versus your five attack dice. That's not very maneuverable. Mm-hmm. Or do you want to chase down six defend dice of highly maneuverable A wing with five attack dice? I, I gotta say, in, in a weird way. I, I think I kind you of, avoid the offensive threat. Yeah. I think you take out his support first. Yeah, I, in a weird way, I actually kind of don't mind like a one-on-one matchup with Venny at the end of the game because what you know, whatever I'm flying is probably going to be more maneuverable. It's probably going to be higher pilot skill. Um, and if it's a one-on-one matchup and Venny's out of bombs, so at the end of the game, I mean, I'm probably okay with that at that point because then I can get behind it, stay in the side arcs. I'm not taking that much damage risk from that stuff. And uh, and especially if you're behind it, then none of his tricks work. So um, It's like fighting a hound's tooth. You know yeah, I mean? you, yeah. You really would like to start fighting it after it's halfway across the board because <laughs> yeah. they turn it around. Yeah, so in, in a weird way, like, yeah, I mean, having Venny as, like, the guy you're going up against at the end of the game with, like, something that's a little, that's, that's a little more acey is probably the better matchup for you. But... Um, so, it, yeah, it kind of depends, I guess. And you probably surprise him by going after Lulo or Bastion first. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was Lulo. Uh, so I think Lulo in this in this list uh, sets up in a flanking position uh, for sure. You don't yeah. want Lulo to be taken out early. It has a good uh, good gun when you're constantly stressing uh, Lulo, yeah. and 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 that's easy to do with the uh, with the built-in ship ability. Mm-hmm. So. You want to set up in a flanking position. You also get that added bonus, you know, with the turret uh, for Benny's ability. And unfortunately, he just kind of put her in a, or him. I don't really know the gender here. Ah, who knows? No gender specification. Um, <laughs> put Lulo in, in a pretty bad spot where not on the first round of firing, but on the second round. I was able to pull off a range one shot with Fen and just yeah. blast at him. So, yeah. Um, Losing Lula early, you know, lost him a lot of offense. Um, so that that kind of is is a good way to to go about it. Yeah, yeah, I think Lulo is a great target of opportunity in this list because um, Lulo is the one that can pop the fastest. That you know, two good shots and that and and Lulu, Lulo's gone. You know, yeah. Like, if you if you can fake, you know, I don't know something, uh, an engagement, and Lulo set up in a flanking position, all of a sudden you turn all your ships towards her or yeah him again um and then you know they don't expect it so they still are stressed they lose that extra agility die all of a sudden that a wing just pops in yeah two three shots yeah so anyhow i think that's uh that's enough about this list uh <laughs> so the next topic is steve how hard would it be to take things we recorded right now and put them at the beginning of the show i mean I can do it. What do you want to do? Oh, uh, in that case, uh, dials down, bottoms up. <laughs> Carlos, I'm not, I'm not dials down, bottoms, bottoms up. up. Bottoms up. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> All right. I can't wait to get thrown off my own podcast. Like, We're actually not having Joe anymore. Uh, it's just Steve and Carlos. <laughs> I like stand outside Steve's window and like look at him and be like, oh. <laughs> All right, so um, I think we're going to take a quick break. We're going to go to the news desk. Um, 
see what's going on in Florida this week. Steve, what do we have after the break? Uh, after the break, we're going to talk a little bit about dice variants, and um, uh, we'll see what else. We may have something else in store. We'll find out. He's giving me the look like I have to build a list in between. <laughs> apparently, I really enjoyed Joe. What the hell's wrong with you? And we're going to do it again, 2.0. Yeah. Carlos, give me some parameters. What's my parameters for uh, Joe? What the hell's wrong with you? Let's do extended. Okay. Um, what's your least favorite faction? Uh, Imperials. All right, Imperials it is. Ah, shit. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> you dug your own grave on that one. <laughs> oh, man, with a spoon. <laughs> All right, we're going to send it to the desk. We'll be back. This week in Florida, a woman was arrested after she consumed four loco and drove intoxicated with her three children in the car to visit her husband in jail. Ashley Sazaki, 28, was visiting her husband, Edward, at the Nassau County Jail, according to Sheriff Bill Leeper. Staff members at the jail were monitoring the couple's conversation over the visitation phone. She tells him she's screwed up on Four Loco, which is an energy beer, Leeper said. A deputy was called to investigate and waited in the parking lot for Sazaki. The deputy asked her if she had been drinking anything, Leeper said. She says, well, I had a Four Loco. He asks, where is it? Her three children were in the car. The seven-year-old picks it up off the floorboard and says, here it is right here. Shizaki was arrested and charged with child neglect. Leeper commended the actions taken by the jail staff and deputies. There's no doubt in my mind they potentially saved lives by not letting her drive after she admitted drinking one of these drinks, which is very potent, Leeper said. The three children are currently in the custody of another relative. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second half of our episode. And uh, this time around, we're going to talk a little bit about variants. Um, and I think Carlos has something to say about this specifically, which we'll, we'll kind of let him start off, and then we'll, Joe and I will jump in. So, Carlos, what, do you, uh, what, what are we talking about here with variants? Well, there was a recent article that just came out on the Back to Dallas uh, website um, just titled Never Get Diced Again, Decision-Making and Embracing Variants in X-Wing. Um, it was pretty pretty well written, uh, pretty well thought out here. Uh, there's very common themes that have been uh, pretty much reiterated uh, here, uh, just in the more of the sense of you know 2.0 and some of the changes that, that happened. But um, the, some of the things that I wanted to talk about was the focus of making sure that. Um, and this plays a lot with uh, what I spoke about last week, right? Finding that critical moment and, and finding something to learn or, or some kind of lesson to, to find out from every single um, X-Wing game that you play is finding out things that you can control, right? And using those to put yourself in the best position possible to win a game. Um, and here in the, the first bullet points that he laid out, uh, which were pretty good, which was um, the four things that you can control or list composition, obviously, um, your list versus your opponent's list, um, uh, positioning, uh, so your maneuvers and, and where you end up, uh, modifiers and actions, um, and then targeting. Uh, so those are four things that you have control over uh, in a match. And then obviously there's two things that you don't have control over. Uh, which are the dice rolls and the critical hit draws. Um, you know, I'm sure everybody's experienced this. You know, the, oh, I need two more hole left and my ship dies, and that critical is always a direct hit. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm sure everybody says that, oh, it happens every time. No, you just remember it every time that it happens because it was you such a You forget all the times deal. where it doesn't happen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, um, I feel you. So, 
what I wanted to focus on is that those, those first four, uh, the, you know, building that mindset that these are things that you can control. Uh, list composition, uh, positioning, modifiers and actions, and targeting. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize that a lot of your problems, those, those people just say, you know, I, I just, I can't win X-Wing. And it's because I just, I need hot dice, otherwise I die. Um, that very first point, list composition. Um, if your list requires you to roll well to be able to win, then you need to start from scratch, you know, rebuild another then list. Then best case scenario, you're going to win 50-50, you know what I mean? If, right. if the whole thing even. is you win if you roll better than your opponent, best case scenario, that's going to happen 50% of the time, you know what I mean? And that's the best case scenario. Best case scenario. Um, so a lot of people that don't realize that the root of the problem is the list itself. Um, and then the second point is positioning. Well, when people go, oh, well, I'm flying a net list. Shouldn't I be winning? You know what I mean? This is a proven list. Uh, I should be winning. Then the second point is the biggest one where are you position positioning your ships to be successful, the most successful um, in that um in, in with that list archetype uh, and that obviously also flows into modifiers and actions are you making the correct choices you know are you choosing to barrel out of arc and not getting shot back you know not rolling not having to roll defense dice even if you're rolling three dice you know not having to roll them at all because you're not getting shot at is much better you're you're removing variance from the equation making sure that you're not taking any damage or you're not depending on those green dice to save you uh, so those are just some of the topics that I wanted to talk about uh, that were brought up on this article. Let's yeah. work. Uh, let's work back to forward. One of the things I really like what you said there is the doing the barrel roll instead of doing something like a focus or a a target lock. One of the things you have to remember is that it's better to remove variance than to minimize it. I read an article the other day that was talking about re- it was talking about reduce, reuse, and recycle, and it talked about how those only really work in that order. I thought it was a fascinating article that has nothing to do with X-Wing, but like, it's really in- important to understand that things that are good to do and that are positive things that you can do only work if you do them in the right order, right? If the idea were to reduce, reduce, and recycle is that you should stop using as much stuff, reuse what you can as an absolute, you know, as an absolute last resort, recycle it. Get to look at that when you're dealing with dice. Like, if you know, there's a there's a hierarchy to that too, where you say that if you take a focus action to make some of your dice better, that's not quite as good as using a target lock to make more of your dice better, and none of it will ever be as good as not needing to use dice to begin with. You know, that's why Nim Miranda was such a thing because you could drop a bomb on someone and you never had to rely on quote unquote dice. You had to roll your dice, but your opponent got none. You know what I mean? Taking that sure shot is always going to be better than even a 90% chance. Yeah. That's yeah, just the thing. I think the the big thing in this, for me at least, is, um, you know, what you're talking about with maneuvering and just getting out of arcs. Um, you know, I've, I've played a lot of ace stuff over the years, and one of the things that um, takes a long time to learn and to get used to as um, and to, to, to kind of become a, a pretty good ace player is that you you have to know when to break away um i think a lot of people's most people's tendencies are to always be attacking and in order to always attack you are going to take shots back at you um and knowing when you know 
to break away. And it's like, okay, so this is a moment in the game where I need to break away because the, the, the risk benefit ratio isn't, is, is, is too low. I'm not, I'm not getting enough benefit out of, out of getting shot here. Um, and my risk for dying is too high. So I need to get out of here. And, and that, that's what I think one of the hardest things to learn. It's not just a skill, it's, it's a habit. And it's something that you really have to get into your head. And it's a patience thing. And a lot, a lot of people will feel the pressure of the clock a little bit. And um, they'll kind of force themselves into situations um, where it would have been just better to get out of the arc and run away. Oh, and, I know I do that because I want a shorter game. Yeah, yeah, and and there's there there is a lot of there is a lot of it where a lot of people aren't a lot of people don't want to play to time. Um, they want to they want to get in there kill kill everything and be done with the game. But sometimes you really just have to play to the time, and you have to use the you know you, know, you have to use the clock to your advantage. You have to know when you need to run away and 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 stuff like that. It's just. That's that to me is a huge thing for dealing with variance is um, is, is just getting is just taking it away, eliminating it altogether by not allowing there to be a shot. And some of that comes down to if you take the theory of understanding the, the incremental matchup, you know, what I mean, there's a matchup when you start the game, there's a matchup, you know, once a ship dies, you have to sort of look at who's currently engaged in the fight and understand if you're winning that matchup. Right. Like if you if you're if your thought process is I need to have my three ships against his two ships because I've destroyed his first one. That's my game plan to win the game. If your third ship is way out in BFE, it is not affecting the matchup. Well, then you're not, that's not the matchup you're playing, right? Like if the idea is we'll go way back to that example from before the break and say, you know, my matchup is to take my, my Fenrir and my Han and my, whatever the fuck the, the TIE fighter is called and take it against, you know, Lulu Dallas multipass. If none of them are near them, that's not the matchup you're playing. You need to break off. You need to regroup. You need to restart that matchup with your forces at full force. You know what I mean? I, so there's something there's something that you mentioned too earlier, uh, which which I really like to put in the point of. You need a um, more like a first combat or or alpha kind of engagement. Uh, you need to win that phase. You need to win the mid phase. You know the the scrum in the middle. Uh, of basically ships are repositioning. Is that a rugby term? Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Um, oh, very cool. Our rugby team here in Jacksonville is actually badass, by the way. <laughs> a kid we went to middle school is on it. Yeah, our rugby team is owned by Russell Crowe. Is it really? Yeah. The Axemen are owned by Russell Crowe? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He's been, oh, he's, yeah, yeah. All right, well, yeah, oh you learn something God. new every day if you're not yeah, careful. There you go. But anyway, Carlos, back to Is that the guy that beats up boats? Yeah, was yeah, that? Uh, oh, oh, Tucker. <laughs> I couldn't find it. I couldn't find cancer, so I decided to fight a man with cancer. <laughs> Fighting around cancer. the world. <laughs> Fighting around the world. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, so uh, finding that, that mid-game. Uh, also, if, you know, getting to repositioning your, your ships. Uh, we're mentioning that a little bit here, you know what I mean? Do you continue to attack and, and make, you know, um, bad maneuvers, maybe do, you know, K-turns or talent rolls? Or, it's sort of the similar situation as what I spoke about last week where I did a K-turn instead of just doing it too hard. Um, and then also that end game, having your end game pieces that can finish a job um, and that scenario. Um, so, you know, building, like I mentioned, you know, one of the first things, that list composition um, where are your strengths? Where are your weaknesses? Uh, you know, do you have a good, you know, alpha strike mid game? Uh, do you have a good end game piece? Uh, you should maybe identify whether your list can can 
handle all three phases. You well, know? you need to yeah. know who you want to have in the end game, right? Exactly. Like when you look at your list, you say, like, if I had one piece that was the last one that I want to be on the board, and you don't know who that is, you need to rethink what the fuck you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, you should know who you want to be the last yeah. piece on the board. I'll tell you one of the things that when I was playing a lot of um, the Sunter uh, uh, Aces stuff with, with, uh, with the, the Emperor. The Aces, yeah. Yeah, the Palp Aces builds back in 1.0. One of the things that I, I, a lot of players who played that, and, and there was different ways to play it, and I'm not saying it was necessarily wrong, but I was always very aggressive with the shuttle um, just because, one, the shuttle isn't an endgame piece. Like no. the shuttle, like it gives if the you a huge advantage in the early game. Yeah, the, that. The, sh- the shuttle, if the shuttle's your only ship left at the end of the game, you're probably just dead. So, unless it's like the very end of the game and there's a points thing. But for the most part, the shuttle's not really helping you that deep into the game and he also like the longer you hang the shuttle back and stuff it's just harder to get like you know to get him in there to make him a like useful part of the fight yeah it's not like he's like five forwarding in there yeah. and then, like all of a sudden he's there when yeah, no one yeah. saw that coming so I, I always found to me it was one of those things if you, you made him a you kind of ma- i would make him a, a target of opportunity essentially and they so the and this is one of my things like always making your opponent make decisions so they had to always decide whether or not they were going to go after the shuttle or they were going to go after the aces. And if they, whichever one they chose would then dictate how I played the rest of the game. But the, uh, having that shuttle in there, getting like, you know, generally speaking, I got two good shots off. If, like, if they went after the shuttle, I would get probably two good shots off with the shuttle. Even if they don't go after the shuttle, you're only probably going to get two good shots off with the shuttle in the game. Because the, game, the, like the, the maneuverability of it pretty quickly left it in the dust. So it, getting those, you get your two good shots in, you, you use, you know, and if they're focusing on the shuttle, that means that your aces can kind of come in free with, with impunity and shoot using Palpatine offensively. So, you know, you were able, so that allowed me to use Palpatine offensively in the beginning of the game um, and, and, and essentially defense through, you know, defense through offense, basically. It's like, if, well, if you're going to let me use Palpatine offensively, I'm going to wipe something off the board with my aces and my shuttle shot. And then I, and then I know in the end game, you know, you're not going to be able to deal with Sunter. Like Sunter by, you know, Sunter one-on-one with pretty much anything it, it, in the end game is... It's the logic of of there are like when people talk about a list matchup, it's not a single entity, right? Like it never is if the game is being played right. Yeah. You know, when we talk about a matchup, we're not talking about, you know, my list has these three ships versus your three ships. It's about isolating my three ships against your single ship. Yeah. And in that case, it's a really good example of you letting letting your opponent's three ships fight the shuttle, right? Whatever three to four ships, you know, were in 1.0 that would fight a palp shuttle. Yeah. While while his four ships were fighting your shuttle, your other two ships were fighting one of his ships and winning that matchup. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were winning against that one ship and creating <laughs> creating an unfair advantage against that guy. And once he was done, creating an unfair advantage against the next guy yeah. and systematically creating the matchups you want to see. Yeah. And that, and that was what it was all about. And it, even with the, you know, with the shuttle, like, if they decided to not go after the shuttle and they turned onto the aces, all of a sudden that could become a really bad decision because now you may be giving the shuttle four or five good shots in the game because it gets behind you 
and can kind of just slow roll behind you as you're trying to go after the aces and you're just getting shot by it, it had a good attack a three die attack is good yeah. i mean that matchup is always a little bit different because it, it leads to like the choice that i always liked my opponent to have to make where it's like do you put a bunch of dice into a fat ship with a lot of hull yeah or is it more efficient to put a bunch of dice into a high agility ship with a low hull, hoping you get lucky. Yeah. Because that's a math, that that's a decision that's easy to yeah. lose. Well, and the other thing too is the palp shuttle was only twenty nine points. So <laughs> it was like, yeah, you're putting a bunch of dice into this thing to kill it, and you, you're only getting you're, you're getting the, the the cheapest ship and the least effective ship really is is what you're killing yeah. you know you're getting you're not getting much bang for your buck by killing the shuttle i mean it's always nice to get rid of the emperor it was hard abilities, but that was one of those times where your support your support piece is just that dangerous yeah like when you can make a support piece that dangerous it becomes a target yeah i don't know well we started this talking about dice and variance and i want to espouse one of my philosophies because now he's a philosophizer <laughs> yeah because i've been drinking yeah. um but here's like the healthiest thing I've ever taught myself about the dice and X-Wing, right? And this is something that has actually made me a better player, made me less angry, made me throw fewer things, made me rage quit. <laughs> a statistically relevant fewer number of tournaments. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's a healthy way to approach dice. Dice can do three things in X-Wing, right? We've vaguely lost Carlos, so hopefully Carlos will answer. No, I'm here. Today. I'm here. Oh, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> dice can either reinforce good decision making sometimes you take a target lock you take a focus and the dice let you you know get four hits they can punish bad decision making sometimes you left your you know your best guy's ass in the wind with no modifiers and you made a poor choice on that and the dice were like you know what even if you had four dice they're four blanks because you just didn't modify them you didn't do enough you you screwed that up that's fair too or the third thing it can do the only other option it can do is it can do neither of these two things, right? It can just be like, well, you know, you made a good decision. You put yourself in the right spot. You took the right action. You know, you took an evade when you should have. You rolled four dice, and you got all blanks, and that one evade gives you a whopping one evade, and you die. Those are the only things that dice can do for you. They can reinforce good decisions. They can punish bad ones. They can do neither. And if you're expecting them to do something else, if you're expecting them to, like, bail you out of just flying for shit or taking the wrong action, you're expecting too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's all about expectations with dice. I think, you know, and you, you just you can't you can't go into a, a match thinking that the dice are gonna make the match one way. Or the I, other. I've seen some pretty, and I won't name any names, and I won't call anybody out. But I've seen some players that played poorly that after the game just were like, "Well, the dice screwed me." It's like yeah. they really didn't. They they punished your bad decisions. They failed to reinforce your good ones. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, that that's, that seems to be the problem, and, and I, that's why I like seeing these kind of articles, um, because people don't realize that the root of the problem is never their dice. It, it, it really, I mean, the people that are so you know, so uh, super uh, superstitious about their dice and say, "Oh, I have, you know, bad dice, really bad dice." First of all, if you're having bad dice results, go ahead and change your pool set. You know what I mean? Just roll some other set of dice, you know, or, or buy another set. Don't forget set to put them in the really microwave. That, that helps a lot. If you want hot <laughs> dice, in the microwave. microwave them, yeah. Don't Use do the that. dice no, app. No. Do Everybody's going to be like, I blow up my microwave, you son of a bitch. They'll be like, oh, well, that was bad advice on my part. Yeah, I Sorry, mean, I, 
I mean, all, I, it's only confirming your biases if you continue to use the same dice. Yeah, you see these dice, they're so shitty. And I remember it's so oh. funny too because I, I know one one uh, particular player that uses He's talking about a me. set it's of fine. dice. Yeah, it's probably you. I don't um, even own dice, use, so it's not me. <laughs> uses a particular set of dice uh, to roll for um, when they go over rocks mm-hmm. or when they basically roll for bombs because... He claims that the dice rolls are so terrible, yeah. but every time I play against him, he rolls hits with them, which is hilarious. Because <laughs> it's like, well, like apparently that's not working out very well. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's 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 that kind of like I said, that mindset of just saying, well, like, oh, these dice, you know, they're so horrible. Change that mindset. Roll. Don't confirm your biases. Change your dice pool set and just say, I'm well, gonna no, roll these. just switch switch your biases. Like I said. I, I the only way I can keep saying at a tournament without you know throwing things across the room is to say the dice either they either rewarded my good decisions they punished my bad decisions or they were just flaky and didn't either yeah I can't get angry right. about that you know what I mean that's a healthy way to look at dice yeah and for the record of I actually course. don't own dice I'm like the singer in a band that doesn't even own his own fucking bike <laughs> like I have that big of a deadbeat I actually don't own dice I own <laughs> one green die and I have no idea how it got to my house. I have a green die, I have a two straight, and I have three shield tokens. There you go. I don't know where any of these came from. Your collection is um, almost complete. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're either yours or Travis's. They're I don't probably know. Probably Travis's. But. I might have even stolen from Carlos for all I know. Yeah. I might like pocket them after you like embarrassed me yeah. in front of people. See, I'm kind of the way. Like, like for me, like personally with my dice, I I have my two sets of regional dice, and those are the dice I use every time. For me, that's and that's just because I I like using the the, the sparkly regional dice, but I never change them. Like. I've I've won tournaments with those. I've missed cuts with those. Like it. No, your green ones are shit, aren't they? Uh, what the, the red g- ones are good. The green ones are shit. I think. The yeah, every time I, I use them at your house, I'm pretty sure. I've had like, some weird. Yeah, I mean, it, whatever. But like, I still use them. Like, I think it's your table's fucked. Yeah, maybe my your ta- table is yeah. like the table. It's like the a James ta- Bond weird things movie. happen. Like, on Steve reached table. under the table. All of a sudden, I can't win a game for <laughs> shit. But yeah, I mean, I, I have I have one. I have the same dice pool that I just use constantly, and, and good or bad, whatever happens, you know, I've seen variants in all different directions with those same dice. So like I said I know that there's an average, and that Car- Carlos you know, said I'm it best. He's it. like, they confirm your bias. So I've produce your own bias they confirm your bias your bias needs to be you need to make good decisions you need to not make bad decisions and sometimes the dice will fuck you yeah you're like make those your biases and they'll confirm (laughs) them in the best positive way yeah yeah i i I think overall the the main um the main psyche that you need to kind of have also especially when you're uh, playing against somebody that is good is to make sure that you're not overthinking decisions as well. You know, I mean, make the best decision possible for your list, um, and and try to, you know, not try to manipulate a scenario that is not really going to gain you any significant advantage, um, but more so focus on what can your list do well and keep doing those things. Um, so that way, you're not finding yourself trying to change up your game plan just because of a specific matchup and end up, you know, losing, you know, fairly quickly. Yeah. So, you know, dice are what they are. Um, I think the big thing is to just accept them. them. I'm very, (laughs) I'll give 2.0 some credit here and I'll say I'm very happy to have them back. I really was missing. One thing I kept saying at the end of 1.0, and yes, I will continue using 1.0 as a whipping boy who I talk about the shit I don't like about games. Oh, yeah. 
at the end of 1.0, it got to the point where you could make your dice so consistent through so many modifiers and yeah. building the right list that it made it feel a hundred times worse when your dice fucked you. Yeah. Like, because they were so good and so consistent and, and you know, people got max damage or max defense plus two to three. You yeah. I mean, whatever your agility was, you should be rolling that every time plus two or three. Yeah. And that well, got I mean, so consistent that, like, the one time you rolled, like, one fewer than max expected, yeah. you felt so cheated that I was like, this oh, yeah. is terrible. Well, it totally got to the point where if you didn't roll, like, three hits and a crit with, a, with like, a proton torp or something cheated. like that, you felt cheated. You felt yeah, cheated. You like, felt like this game owed you yeah. something. <laughs> it's like and, and Strung Up put it this rolled up. Chips yeah. And yeah. all the double modifier. And the Strung Up put it best. This world don't owe you it shit. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I do like that in 2.0, the... It definitely like, and, that, and that's really the first thing I really noticed. Like after the first few was games I was firing played. at people, and the, their defense dice didn't always roll max defense. Yeah, like I'd fire at them, be like, "Well, I only got you know two out of three. And they're like, "Well, I only got one." It's like I did damage. Yeah, with that shot. Yeah, really. Yeah, and it was it was fun again. Yeah, I mean, it was like I said, it was really the first thing I noticed out of, out of the gate. Was like it really, <laughs> like really, it really, really, really felt like playing back in like the wave three and wave four days. Like that's that's what really what it felt like to me instantly. When the like, dice weren't reliable and there was yeah. some risk and it was cool. Yeah, it's like it was exciting. Know, weird stuff happened, but it was it, it it's there was it, it, that's what it felt like to me at least. But um, one of the toughest things to do nowadays also is to make sure that you um, have all the points for all your ships and also the half points uh, because the the way that all that plays out, you know, it, it, through the match is going to also help you make those decisions. To have you eventually win the game, if you know how many points are left on the table for win your opponent and those yourself. incremental matchups. Un- look at yes. the board, understand what you need to do to win the next fifteen minutes. Yeah, like you, that's it. Uh, I'm not good at X-wing, so like take everything I say with a grain of salt. But I think you need to understand what needs to happen in the next fifteen minutes. Don't look at what you need to do to win. Don't look at the whole matchup. Don't look at the the big picture. Look at the forest. And look at the trees because, like, it's very important to understand what you need to do in the next 15 minutes to win this game. Yeah. And I think that's being underestimated. People are like, well, my list should be this list. It's like, no, you need to win. My favorite minis game is a collectible minis game that's now defunct called Dreamblade. And we'll talk about this again because in dice rolling, there was one guy who always won tournaments because, like, not only was he good, but I swear to God, he must have given all his winnings to the orphanage because, like, <laughs> his dice were just that good. And he was actually named after a BSG actor, but, yeah, it's fine. Um, was it Tom Hopenicat? No, oh. not Tom Hopenicat. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no. Um, it was uh, Richard Hatch. Okay. But, uh, but going back to the relevant point, like, you win a game of Dreamblade by winning six turns. You win a game of X-Wing in a similar fashion. It's just not explicit. Yeah. Where you win by winning the next ten minutes of this game, you know what I mean? If you did, if you understand that you need to more do more damage in the next ten minutes than your opponent does, that's how you win games of this. Where you understand that you need to create the next matchup. You really just need to look at the board, say, "Am I winning or am I losing?" And either even that up or exacerbate that problem in the next ten minutes. Yeah, people you, are like, you're... "I need to." What's that? You you see this a lot at the higher tables too. If you watch some of the streams at Worlds and System Opens and the cuts and all that stuff, you tend to see uh, players back off uh, of yeah. the fight. Yeah, 
And they're not looking they, to destroy this next ship. They're mm, looking to create they a matchup. The, yeah, they crunch the numbers and they go, all right, what am I doing in the last five or ten minutes of this match? And then they just go for, you go for the, the jugular and then you run out the clock and then that player can no longer react uh, to the new, uh, new basically, uh, board state. The new matchup. Um, like, there's a new matchup every ten minutes in this game. Like, it's not like you walk into this. It's not like a, ma- a game of Magic the Gathering where it's like I have to do 20 points of total damage and the first 19 don't count. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially the half points, too. Uh, because sometimes, you know what I mean, getting that kill is not as you know good of a uh, decision to make than to just go ahead and you maybe lined up two ships at range one of the other ship. Well, let's just go ahead and, and, and get the, that opportunity of making a ton of damage possibly get half points on that ship as well. You know, so there are situations where not getting a kill might not actually be the best decision. Especially a lot of people fall for this where they do so much heavy damage to one ship and they're like on one hole. So they're like, I just want to, they, they just, they freak out. They just want to see it off the board. Yeah. And all of a sudden they put all their ships out of position and the rest of the list comes up behind them, completely obliterates them. And then they finally kill that one ship, but then their list is completely gone. Well, it's like they so get so like, excited, but they used to call this the kill box in this game. They set up a kill box to kill a ship with two hull left, whereas the rest of the matchup was really going on outside of that kill box, and they just did enough damage. Like, if you did two damage to kill one last ship that was in the middle of your kill box, and your opponent was outside of the kill box dealing you four, five, six damage, who won the fuck that? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Who won that engagement? I don't know. Well, all right, so let's... So we did the dice variance thing. Let's talk about things coming up. So this weekend we've got some sort of tournament in Jacksonville. Yeah, we're doing the uh, we're doing our thematic uh, wave two tournament. So Dakar, uh, Escape from Dakar, Dakar. Um, so it's a very limited tournament. It's, it's I think it's limited oh. to like three ships a piece from Resistance and. Oh, really uh, awesome! Order. This is a good Florida man story about escaping from Dakar. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there. <laughs> so I actually already know what the Florida man story for next week will be. <laughs> um, and Carlos, you're going down to something in Orlando, right? Yes, uh, Cool Stuff Waterford is having a Sephiroth Studios uh, tournament. I've talked about that before. Oh, that's right, right, yes. with the painting nice uh, stuff going on. Does your wife yeah, know you're going Scott to that Morgan. yet? Or? Uh, I'm sorry? Does your wife know you're going to that yet? Or? Uh, she does, yes. Oh, <laughs> Some other plans got canceled, so I was able to make it out there, which is going to be nice. Those are usually uh, a pretty decent turnout, um, and it's hyperspace. So I need some some hyperspace, uh, some some reps. Yeah. So I'm taking that that scum list, and we'll see how it goes. I'm still trying to figure out independent the whole contractors. For that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's not nice. scum. It's independent contractors. Yeah. Scummy. <laughs> so um, I know we also have um, you know hyperspace trials are coming fast approaching, and the first one one of the one of the early ones is here in Florida, down in uh, Davie, Florida, um, and that's on March 23rd. So, and I think they... Oh, I'm still going to be hungover from St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, right? <laughs> they just... Uh, it's only nine days past that. Yeah, it's not. It's, not, it's too close. I'm, Wait, I'm, it's, it's 14th or 17th? Who knows? No, it's the 17th. Is it? I think so. Is it normal? Maybe? maybe? Shit. Patty's Day? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 17th, I think. I think it's 17th normally. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I think it's it. Anyways... So that one, uh, that one, you know, that hyperspace tournament is coming up um, down in South Florida. So 
Uh, I know that the tickets just went on sale recently. So if you're looking to play in that, um, I think it's hard capped at 64. So go ahead and get in on that if you want to get a ticket and you want to play. I got my I bought my ticket today actually, so I'm uh, I'm ready to go down for that. Um, and then not long after that, April 6th is the uh, Gigabytes Cafe uh, in Atlanta or, or Marietta or Georgia um, hyperspace trial. That will be probably a really big one because that's the region that that's where imagine, we went to. Yeah. yeah, we went to the regional there last year and it was like a hundred. It was like. 140 something players it was yeah it was not small i believe it was, it was not a, subtle. i believe yeah i believe it was the second largest it's like being slapped in the face of a salami yeah it was like the second or third largest regional in the country that year behind like chicago pastime games and like the ffg game center so it was uh it was a big event that one's another one that you know go ahead and buy your tickets early um because they did sell out last year and then they had to like make some extra space and they were able to get a few more people in i think i um i think i registered on the way up to it but yeah well, yeah, because they opened up like a ticket block, like they like I think like the night before they opened up. That some was when tickets. we were trying to get from the bridge from uh, Georgia to South Carolina, wasn't it? No, no, no. That was uh, that was the Destiny tournament we went to. They all blur. I, I do yeah. have to rant just a tiny bit. Oh Go yeah, for it. Go oh, yeah. Rant away. <laughs> really, this is not the forum for that, sir. Rant away. April sixth, Atlanta, and yeah. then April thirteenth, Orlando. These two fucking cities are yeah. driving distance for a lot of people. Well, why do they do them on back to back weekends? I mean, it's March twenty third, April sixth, and April thirteenth. So in a three, oh, well, Steve will actually already be in Tampa three, on the twelfth, so he could just go to Orlando from Tampa. Wait, what? You'll be in our. You'll be in Tampa on the twelfth. So, oh, is that the uh, the, the, the bouncing souls? souls concert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to do that. But it was just extremely frustrating because I, I, I can't, I, I can't go, I can't go to Atlanta one week and then go to Orlando the next week. I just with family, I just I can't yeah. do that, you know. Yeah. So it just it's frustrating because if it was like maybe sometime in May or maybe For what it's it worth, all the Destiny earlier. regionals were in December, like right around Christmas. So yeah, I feel you. Yeah. They they so seem I, to I they, they could have spaced it out a little bit better. They seem to find a way to to to. to <laughs> to make it difficult one way or the other. It's like, oh, let's clump all these things together in the same region. Yeah, I know. They set up that matchup <laughs> right up the bump. There is the um there is one in Mobile, Alabama, which I think is like June twenty second. So that's like at the end of the season. Um and that's not too far. That's actually about the same distance as as Atlanta from from here at least. Um a little further for you. Yeah, uh, well Carlos. I I have family in Tallahassee. So that might be yeah something that kind of just drive uh, Holly up there. Yeah, my grandparents there. live in uh, Pen- live right outside Pensacola. So my sister's going to free shoes. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I won't count on it, but um, yeah. I'll I mean, we got a lot. Of t- we got time before that one comes up, so yeah. um, we'll get there. But uh, but yeah, hyperspace is fast approaching. So every everybody everybody get ready because it's. Uh, I can't believe one thirteenth. Do you have any idea how much trouble I'm going to be when I'm like, hey, by the way, on the way home, we should uh, go to the next week. Tournament. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be like, fuck you, I hate you. I'm like, I love you, baby. Fair enough. I love you. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll have to oh, leave her with Brandon. It. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah I'm that's using a ton, a ton of wife points uh, lately, so yeah. I'm trying to make sure I still have some left over. Those uh, <laughs> regenerate every turn, right? They're like force points. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. I hope so. They do not regenerate every turn. No, they <laughs> do with hate. If you, play, if you play hate, they do. But yeah, they, they <laughs> regenerate. Hate, they come they back every, every turn. They, they regenerate with every, every damage you take. It's just like, it's like every hit you take, 
you regenerate a force, but eventually you just die. Uh, <laughs> Every time I do the dishes, I generate some life points. Yeah, so. yeah, there you go. Wait, wait. You don't always do the dishes? I do, actually. No. All right, then. Good. I thought I was getting ripped off. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the clean one, if anything. I am, too. Yeah, we can say I that because the wives uh, don't listen to the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> actually, I'm gonna tell. I actually, we, we actually heard, her. we actually heard Carlos's wife before the podcast. Be like, no one listens to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like thanks that, a lot. Cold-hearted. Cold-hearted. She's Damn. cold. She is cold-hearted. Damn. She's brutal. Brutal. I don't even know. But I'm gonna tell her we. Uh, I'm gonna tell her we talk shit about her too. That way she now she's gonna listen and listen, but yeah. she's gonna have to listen through the entire thing. Yeah, she's gonna have to get all the way. <laughs> yeah, tell tell her, tell her. This is the board that keeps telling me. I was like, you should just subscribe and then like never listen. The that's middle. what I do. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's kind of worse. <laughs> oh, we should wrap this up before we're like, no one cares. <laughs> before anyone has to admit that no one gives a shit. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I think that uh, I think that wraps it up for us this week. I don't know. <laughs> best episode ever. Yeah, best episode of the day. Ah, uh, dials down. Bottoms, Bottoms up. up. Bottoms up. <laughs>